Coach Podcast. I'm Link Dog, and I'm joined by the wonderful Damo. Jeez, it feels good to say those words again, Damo. How are you on this fine afternoon, you beautiful human being? I'm good, Lek. We're starting to get positions leaking through. It looks like the pick is not far away. It's exciting stuff. This is where the season starts for the community and for us. And we had a couple of weeks off, and we enjoyed them. But it's back to business. And today... Damo, you and I have put together our list of 10 players each that we want to select or we think we could select in 2020. These 10 players are all players that have landed on a new list. They're draftees, they're free agents, they're traded players, you name them. We've got 10 players each. We're going to go through them. But somehow, I really thought we'd have a lot more crossover than this. It'd be a shorter podcast. We've only got two players that cross over. Um, that being Adelaide's Harry Schoenberg, and who was the other one? Will Gould from Sydney. So, Damo, I guess let's start talking about those two. Where did you have Harry Schoenberg on your list, and where did you have Will Gould on your list? Uh, Will Gould I had at number one. He's going to be he's going to be my first selected rookie. He's going to be 117k, so basement price. Uh, what really draws me to him is the fact that he averaged 89 from 15 games in the Sandful against men so he's 191 centimeters and about 100 kilos so he's got no development in terms of size more development in just adjusting to afl level really really uh he's been compared to luke ryan shannon hearn tom stewart so he's that sort of type of player so that and we know that those guys score really well so hopefully what he's done at sample level can transfer to afl level yeah he's first selected rookie of the Yes, so I had him at number six in my list, not number one, but for similar reasons, he averaged 88 or um, 80, between 88 and 89 across all of the competitions he's played in since 2018. Sydney are always good with how they play their rookies. I'm no expert on Sydney's defensive stocks and how they'll all line up, but I suspect there's got some room down there for him, and uh, I think he's going to be a nice little earner for us. Hopefully, he gets named in round one, but I think just about everyone listening to this podcast would have Will Gould, Will Gold, I don't know how to pronounce his name, locked in to their def- to their defence. Um, let's talk about the other bloke we both have, Harry Schoenberg from Adelaide. I've got him because he's going to be cheap. He was picked later in the draft. He's going to be about that uh, 117 to 123k range, you'd think. And he averaged 122 in the under-18 championships, 89 in the Sandful reserves, and 128 in... Um, this Sandful, I'm assuming that's under 18s. I don't know the difference between Sandful R and Sandful 18, but he's someone that the great Baron Von Crow has talked up. He's someone that I like the look of, and, and Damo, you've got him as well. Yes, I've got him at number five. Ah, oh, so we got I, him in the same spot. Yes. Bloody beautiful. I just think no Greenwood, no Ellis Yalman. He could play early just taking over from one of those guys. Yeah, and I think you'd suspect that Adelaide are going to be pretty willing to play their uh, play their rookies and give some support to the likes of Rory Sloan, who Schoenberg has been sort of likened to. But I, I like him. I, uh, I'm into him. All right, Damo. Let's 
they're the two that we've got in both our lists. So that means we've got another, what's that, 16 players to talk about. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through my list, 1 to 10. Then we'll go through yours and um, we'll just do a couple of lines on each of them. So number one for me is me learning from my mistake of 2019. And I've locked in Matthew Rowell at number one. He's going to be expensive. He's going to be over 200k. He averaged 133 in the under-18 championships, 171 in the NAB League 2019, and 95 in the NAB League 2018. If anyone can be the Walsh of 2020, it's this man right here, and he's going to have no lack of opportunities at Gold Coast. I'm interested to see, Damo, why he's not in your list, but are you still selecting him? I'm still selecting him. I purposely sort of went for players that wouldn't be front of your mind. Yeah, well, you are much more versed in rookies than I am, so I had to go front of mind. But I think this man's going to be in, you know, 80% plus of teams. Uh, He's just he's the most highly touted player I've heard of in a long time. People rate him above Sam Walsh, and if he can get close to Sam Walsh, what Sam Walsh did last year, he's going to have uh, a significant impact on our Supercage sides. Moving on. Number two, I had Sam Flanders, also of the Gold Coast Suns. He averaged 113 in the under-18s. He averaged 121 across 12 games in the NAB League and 107 across 12 games in the NAB League last year. I think this is another player that's going to just be guaranteed to get games at the Gold Coast. He's going to be cheaper than Raul and Anderson. And I think um, I think another one that's going to be in pretty much everyone's team, you're going to be seeing Sam Flanders in your side, Domo. I don't think he's guaranteed games as much as Raul and Anderson are. Wowee. That's a hot take. Go on, talk me through it. Well, they've got Isaac Rankin, still hasn't debuted. They've just brought in Ellis. They've also added in... Uh, they've, they've added in a whole bunch of players through concessions, through trade, through... They've got Ellis, they've got Greenwood. I think I just don't think they're going to play Sam Flanders over someone like a... Hugh Greenwood because they clearly brought in Hugh Greenwood to add a bit of grunt to that forward line yeah that's fair but they might play him over like a McPherson or a uh, Piers Hanley or a, you know these other guys that are on their list there's plenty of there's plenty of players that they can probably afford to cut out that team but I take your point um, we'll watch him closely in the preseason. I think Gold Coast are going to provide... We said never select a Gold Coast son again, but I think this year uh, might prove us wrong. Number three for me, Damo, and I know he's not going to be on your list because he's too obvious, but he's Tim Kelly for me. He averaged 93.2 in 2018, 103.5 in 2019. By that logic, he should average 113 in 2020. He's going to be expensive, but boy, is Tim Kelly a fun player to watch. Damo, see someone you're going to be looking at as a primo option. He's not. He gives me Des Headland vibes. I don't like that. <laughs> um, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I'll watch you for the preseason. Next, for me, pick four was your man, Caleb Sarong. I want him to be at the Blues, but he's not. That's okay. Should be a mid-forward selection. Average 130 in the under-18s, 123 in the NAB 2019, 104 in NAB 2018. Uh, Look, forward line's going to be disaster as always, but this might be a rookie that will give us some uh, some points. And I'm not sure if he's going to be like a super quick cash earner, but maybe he's just a bit of a slow burn that we can sit there on the bench or potentially on field. Damo, what do you think about Caleb Sarong? I think 
there are probably about three or four players who sit in his corner who are probably all in the frame for a round one for the round one Dockers team uh, because we've also got Sam Sturt, uh, Luke Luke Valente, and uh, can't think of the other guys now, and Liam Henry. All of those guys, only one will 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 debut in round one. Interesting. Is Valente ever going to play? He was he was ex cricketer, wasn't he? And he uh, got selected. Was supposed to be the next big thing. So 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 last year he um had lots of groin and uh, hamstring issues. There and so um he sort of they, they sort of made him sit the year out to get himself right. But he strung, strung some good games together at the end of the year. Um, he's he's going to play in twenty twenty. The Dockers purposely didn't select Devin Robertson because. He was right to go. All right. Next on my list was Harry Schoenberg. Then was Will Gould, which we've talked about. Seventh for me, and I don't know if this guy's going to be on a lot of radars at this or at this stage, or maybe he is. No idea. Jack Marnie from North Melbourne. He'll be a Ford eligible player. You'd think he averaged 106 in the under-18 championships, 114 in NAB 2019, and 84 in NAB 2018. Now, he does play that annoying role, like a kind of smallish mid... Uh, sorry, smallish forward. So his scoring might be all over the shop in the real thing. But North have said that, while they expect him to play forward, they expect him to also push into the midfield. We've heard it before. But he's going to be a cheap option that we can potentially sit on our benches Jack Money, is he on your radar at all, Damo? He's not. Um, I've spoken to some North supporters and they don't see how he fits. But just quickly, he was uh, the third-ranked player across the under-18s competition. That's not bad. Um, interesting. North fans, if you're out there listening, let us know who's ahead of Jack Money um, and how he can fit into the side. Next for me, Damo, was Trent Bianco, a def- probably a defensive rookie for Collingwood. Big question mark here is how could he break into the team? They're a very good team. Don't know, but if he does, geez, he was good. He pumped out uh, 99 in the under-18s, 119 across the NAB 2019, 105 across the NAB 2018. He was one of the... He went pretty late for... A, I would have thought that he would have gone earlier in the draft. Um, obviously, he's a huge... Huge opportunity to generate some cash here if he can break into that side. Do you see him bianking, breaking into that side, Tamo? Well, they don't have James Aish anymore, and they're very similar players. Does a an Isaac Quaynor or something like that play ahead of him, or just should we just wait and see? I think it's a wait and see. I put in my uh, draft wrap that. He was a lock until 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 otherwise not selected, but um, I'm sort of cooling on that now. Well, I like him. I also missed him in our keeper draft, but that's okay. Uh, number nine for me, another player I'm not sure I didn't hear much of heading into the draft, uh, Ned Cahill um, from Essendon. He's a forward mid, you'd think. Here's what Essendon said about him. He's a good little player. He's got a massive motor and a great goal sense. So he's going to be playing a small forward role, which is a danger for scoring, of course. But he's going to be cheap. Maybe he becomes our F8 you know, cash generator. He predominantly plays as a forward, but because of his engine and his smarts, we think he can go into the midfield. Everyone says that this time of the year. We think he's an exciting player and a good pick late. So we're really happy to get him. Uh, his numbers weren't massive, 79 in the under-18s, 103 was very good in the NAB 2019 and 96 last year. Um, I think given the 
potential dearth of forward line options, he's one to look at. Damo, have you heard anything about Ned Cahill? Uh, I, he's not on my radar, but the only thing I remember from his under-18s was him being on the end of that Hayden Young kick. You, you, you know the one I'm talking about. The, the one where it speared through the middle of the ground, shot forward. He was the one that socketed it through the goals to put Vic Country in front uh, against WA. So he's definitely got the skills that Essendon need to, so that they stop relying on Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, but who knows if he plays early. Yeah, it's hard for that small forward to come in and impact early. And number 10 on my list is uh, Jack Jack Stephen, who's uh, he's been locked in as a forward line option. Um, so yeah, Jack, Jack Stephen, number 10. Not confident about that. And I'll give you a couple other just, um, just thoughts before we go to your list, Damo. Number eleven, Jack Martin. I can't, I can't get my head around this. Um, I haven't listened to the Phantoms podcast, which dropped today. But Phantom, last I checked, had him as a lock. I think he thinks he's going to play in midfield. I hope that's true for the Blues. I really want him to be a success. I really want him to be a gun. I just don't know if I can lock in someone who's never averaged more than eighty-one point five. More than happy to be proven wrong on that. Um, Damo, unless I think we spoke about it the other day, I don't think you're a huge uh, fan of selecting Jack Martin. No, I, I, I think at his price, you're banking on uh, potential and not production at this at this stage, and it's just going to be too expensive for that gamble. Worth noting that in a couple interviews as well, he said he'll be playing forward. And uh, just a quick note, in my top 10, I didn't include Noah Anderson, who I think is probably going to be the best, the second or third best total points scoring rookie for this year. But I just don't think you can afford to have both Raul and Anderson in the same side. So that's why I haven't included him. Damo, let's have a look at your bloody list. Who was your number one? Oh, it was Will Gould. Who was your number two? Hayden Young. Almost made my list. All right, speak to me about Hayden Young. <laughs> uh, he'll likely be a defender. Uh, likely starting price will be about 185k. Uh, he's a good ball user, which is admittedly a rare thing at Frio. Uh, so he should play early. Him and Luke Ryan are going to create a deadly com- a deadly com- combination. One of them will be intercepting on one side. The other will be intercepting on the other side. And he likes to kick the ball, so his scores will be fairly healthy as well. Now... According to Champion Data's plays like info, you literally couldn't create a player I like more. Daniel Rich, Cade Simpson, Zach Tui, and Pierce Hanley are his comparisons. Two Irishmen, which I love. Cade Simpson and Daniel Rich, two of the greatest players of all time. So I'm just about... In fact, Demo, you've you've convinced me to pick him. Uh, do you have any more comments on this this young gun? The, the Blues bid on him, didn't they? Or yeah, did they oh, no, Liam Henry? it was Liam Henry. The Dockers, yeah. he, he he slid to the Dockers at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number three. Yeah, is... speak to me about number three on your list. <laughs> number three is Aiden Bonner. Oh, that's a really good. Uh, I forgot about Aiden Bonner. I forgot he moved. That's a that's a good pickup. He's hey, going to be cheap, isn't he? He's going to be a midfielder. He's going to be one hundred and sixty k. He's already had a few years in the system. He's going to be a big, moddied, a bit, a big bodied midfielder, a big moddied midfielder um, <laughs> that the Kangaroos have been crying out for. They tried to get Dustin Martin. No, nah, they tried to get 
Josh Kelly. Now they tried to get who else did they try to get? They tried to oh bloody everyone, mate. Yeah, they've, 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 they've thrown a chest of money at it on almost everyone. Um, yeah, he's he's number three. I think he's going to be someone who you have to start. I'm actually really annoyed that I didn't think about Adam Bonner. That's a good that's a good pickup. I think we love these mature guys who. They haven't had the opportunity at senior level for various reasons, or they've you know they've been injured or whatever. But they come to that new club, and I think these are the guys that impact more than your sort of um, your, your mid mid range sort of not A grade players that get traded. I think these like potential breakouts are the are the ones that excite me the most. Number four, I've gone with uh, Mitch Hibbard. So. Ah. I think I think he's going to be a midfielder, but I really I'm really not sure because he was a defender when he was a rookie at North Melbourne in his first season, I believe. Um, but I think he's going to start at 123k, so slightly elevated price because he's already been in the system. Um, but Adrian Dodore said he was drafted with the hope he'd in, he'd impact immediately. So I don't know really what that means. Does that mean he plays straight away or, 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 or what? He's, hey, I think. I think it's what he's what Essendon needs, but Essendon also recruited uh, Tom Cutler, and they've got Devin Smith coming back. So who knows where he fits? But he averaged 128 at VFL level. Is he on your radar, Alec? Uh, he absolutely is on my radar. I tried to snag him uh, in in one of my drafts recently, but he uh, he did not make it to me. As you said, averaged 128 super coach in the VFL 99 AFL fantasy and. Uh, Williamstown, this is according to Fantasy Freako, Williamstown used him as an inside mid with a contested possession rate of 51%, which is a really good indicator. If you can go 50-50, that's a really good indicator, particularly for Supercoach. So if he can play that role, I think he is a a very valid selection. Plus, it'd finally give me some uh, payback, uh, some return on sitting him on my bench for effectively two seasons. So, um, out of hope. Uh, Mitch Hibbert, a very good selection. Who have you got next, Damo? Uh, number five was Harry Schoenberg, so I'll move on to number six. Uh, number six is Billy Frampton. Billy Fr- Who? Who? So he got traded from Port Adelaide to Adelaide. Uh, he's a ruck forward, likely starting price around 190k. Um, just by the fact that I think he's going to be a really good... I think he's going to replace Josh Jenkins effectively, but at Sample level... He recorded scores of 175, 167, 145, and 141 to average around 80 for the season last year. That's that's some decent returns. Is So you think he's going to break into that side? Josh Jenkins couldn't break into that side. I know that wasn't probably a talent-based thing. That was more of a, a uh, personality clash type thing. Do you think he can slot in that side? And with Jacobs out, does that mean... Will he pinch it in the ruck? Well, the newspaper man tells me that Taylor Walker's going to be playing on the wing next year. So um, I, I'm i not being sucked in by that at all. But if, an, if it, by chance it does happen, he is top of my list. Yeah, I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> uh, my number seven is Blake Akers. That's a surprise, Damo. Um, why? Well, he's at Fremantle now. Um, he's got. He's <laughs> Damo, pr- you can't pick all of the Fremantle players. 
<laughs> just wait until you see number 10. Might surprise you even more. <laughs> um, likely starting position will be midfield. I want to say he's going to be dual position midfield forward, but I think but I think that's just my wishful thinking. Um, likely price will be 390k. Now, I'm probably being sucked in here, but I read a trading report from the Dockers second week when when they did a match simulation. Mm-hmm. The phrase that I got out of it was Blake Akers was Fife like. Uh yeah, lock him in. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, enough and, for me. And uh, and also if you are Saints fans, they reckon if he was played in one position and nailed down at one position and wasn't moved around all the time, he would have been a really good player, but because they couldn't decide where he where he played his best football. He never really got going anywhere, but the Dockers seemed to have promised him the midfield and the midfield only, so he might actually get a run at actually scoring well and not being moved around all the time. Well, I suspect they're going to give him whatever he wants because he really did not want to want to leave Melbourne, so they must have sweetened it for him to get over there. And maybe, um, look, he's got all the skill, like the physical attributes we like in a big midfielder. Hopefully... He can uh, he can do good stuff for us. Demo, who's your next pick? Number eight is Trent Rivers. Oh, that's another good one. Demo, you're getting all the good ones. Uh, he'll be a defender. He'll be 117k. Simon Goodwin has a history of playing rookies early and get, and affording them job security as well. I think I think he's the only coach to have afforded his. The players who have debuted at least two games every time. So, I mean, we want three games or more to make any money, but it's a good sign. Um, yeah, I just think he's a good ball user, um, and 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 the Demons need more than just Christian Salem coming out of defence. Is this going to be a, a Marty Hoare 2.0, who was a solid rookie for us last year? Um, different type of player, but yes. Well, that's bloody exciting to me. Locked into my side as well at this stage. Next up, Damo, who have you got? My number nine is Hugh Greenwood. Excuse me? <laughs> You're throwing a lot of curveballs my way, Damo, and I like it. Hugh Greenwood, doesn't he have like six broken knees at the moment? Oh, wait, sorry. I'm thinking of the other Greenwood. <laughs> ah, Hugh Greenwood, good pick. I like it. <laughs> the one at the Gold Coast, Lek. Yeah, well, it's all the same. They're basically brothers. Uh, he'll 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 be a forward. Uh, he'll likely be four hundred and sixty five k, and I think with the opportunities and the responsibilities that he's going to be afforded at the Gold Coast, he's got to finally break into that ninety plus average because he's been doing eighty four, eighty five, and then eighty six. So hope yeah, no, I think he's a solid selection. He's capable of hitting those tons. He's done it. He just hasn't. He he's only been played footy for a few years, you know. Like, yeah, well, he, I mean, he, he he was on the Perth Wildcats list. Yeah, uh, I really like him, uh, and he's obviously been brought up to the Gold Coast Suns for a reason. They're not going to not play him. Uh, he's probably the most speculative that we've listed so far for me. Yes, even behind Blake Acres, but yes, I, I would think say so. there's potential there. And my number ten, this one will surprise you. Uh, is Ed Langdon. 
You know he's not on Fremantle anymore. You didn't have to put him in the list, Damo. Yeah, I know, but it's Ed. La- it's but it's Ed Langdon. All right, Toby through Ed Langdon because I do also share an affinity for Ed Langdon, but you know him far <laughs> better than I do. He's going to be a midfielder. His uh, likely price is going to be four hundred sixty-eight k. Uh, he averaged one hundred and eight point five over his final four games for Fremantle. And Melbourne's midfield was a bit one-paced last season, so he will become a key part of their midfield rotation. Yeah, I think he's definitely going to get plenty of time on the wing there across or opposite uh, Tomlinson, who they also bought over. I think he's... My only concern for him would be, as a midfielder, can he break out and produce enough points to justify starting him in your team? Because we don't like these mid-pricey breakout tempting options in the midfield. That's where I like to just lock in my points. How confident are you that this man, and obviously there's a long time to go, but how confident are you that this man can can justify that selection? If he can clean up his delivery um, through by, with his disposal by foot, I think he could, but that's what really let him down at the Dockers. He's one to watch, but I'm, I'm not totally sold on Ed Langdon, although I would probably be saying something different if he'd come to the Blues, <laughs> because that's who I am. Damo, let's wrap this one up with just a few little tidbits of news, because, you know, people want to know what's going on in the footy world, and we've got the luxury of doing a podcast. So we've recorded this on a, on the Tuesday, the 3rd of the 12th. You should probably be hearing this uh, either later tonight or tomorrow. But some positions have been locked in, Damo, haven't they? Yes. Uh, do you want to take us through them if you've got them in front of you? Otherwise, I can uh, pull a couple up. I'll give you three. I don't have any of the others in front of me at the moment. I uh, Dustin Martin, uh, Lockie Whitfield, and Jack Stephen will all be mid-forwards. Um, and actually, Devin Robertson... Not Devin Robertson. Devin Smith will be as well. And... This is from DT Talk. They do some fantastic stuff. Uh, forward status is they are reporting Dunkley will not be a forward. Dangerfield will not be a forward. Boak will not be a forward. Billings, Kelly, Warple, Robinson, Marshall, and Ed Kerno will all not be forward eligible. Whitfield, Martin, Walters, Jack Stephen, Dev Smith, and Hugh Greenwood will all be forward eligible. So that's from DT Talk, which uh, I think... You know, we lose a few forward locks. We gain a few forward locks. I think the forward line's still going to be a goddamn nightmare, particularly for cash generation, but that's the world we live in. Um, and I don't think it's super coach relevant, but Mitch Brown found a home today at the D's, um, locked in at the D- at Melbourne for another year. He's not going to be super coach relevant at all. Hartley, as we know, is at, uh, at Hawthorne now. And then the other big news which isn't totally Supercoach relevant, but it does actually lock him into my team even more than he was already. Bloody Stephen Ganigliog has been named the sole captain of the Giants. So he's on a seven-year deal there, uh, shunning the Blues because the AFL is... um, I mean, I'm not saying it's a scam, but it was definitely a scam. Um, But yes, absolute lock in my team. Damo, Stephen Ganigliog, is he someone... Am I just overhyped by him, or or is he the greatest player midfield that has ever walked the face of the earth after Patrick Cripps? I've started him two years in a row, and both times he's absolutely cucked my team. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not starting him again. Um, I think Mitch Brown will make Tom McDonald someone to consider. Yeah, well, Tom McDonald, when they because they ins- they're insistent on him playing as that forward role, when he does have second or a decent second tall there, he he does become far more relevant. So that's actually a good call, Damo. Uh, if history is anything to go by, the picker should be out within the next couple of weeks. It usually comes out a couple of weeks once the draft is done. So if you had Supercoach Gold, uh, that means you'll be able to get it early, and then if you didn't, it'll be sometime next year. But guess what? If not on our website, one on the many great Supercoach websites out there, we'll have a free version of the picker and quite potentially our site. So just keep an eye out for that. Uh, I've been Lechdog. You can follow me at SC on Twitter, and shout out to everyone. There was quite a few of you in the community that donated to the Mo- my Movember campaign, which was a very humbling thing. We raised 2500 bucks, which was uh, which was a huge effort for you guys, and, and I ran a few Ks, so that was good too. So thanks everyone who contributed or even just supported me. Um, Damo, shout outs for you. Nah, no, I've got no one special in my life. <laughs> well, shout out your Twitter at least. You, you you can follow me spurting crap at Damo SC. That's on Twitter, folks. All right. Like and subscribe and give us a rating if you're still listening because uh, apparently that's good for stuff. Thank you and I love you all.